Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, August 10th, and this is your FT News Briefing. After a lull, blockbuster corporate deals are making a comeback. And the international community is rallying around Beirut after last week's explosion. But they want real reform from Lebanon, too. Plus, Nike's branded itself as a socially conscious and progressive brand for decades. But how do those values hold up internally? I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Blockbuster dealmaking is back, and in a big way. Eight deals of more than $10 billion have been signed in the past six weeks. That's according to Refinitiv data. It's the fastest start to the second half of the year for mega deals since 2007. As share prices have recovered, many of those deals contemplated earlier this year are back on track. Some of the highlights? The Japanese owner of the 7-Eleven convenience store chain called 7NI Holdings bought Marathon Petroleum Speedway gas stations business. That sale went to the tune of $21 billion. And then there was Analog Device's $20 billion deal to buy rival chipmaker Maxim Integrated Products. This resurgence in M&A came after coronavirus caused a slowdown in dealmaking from April to the end of June. In the second quarter, global dealmaking dropped to its lowest level since 2009. Demonstrators took to the streets of Beirut over the weekend to protest government corruption and mismanagement. It comes after a blast in Lebanon's capital killed more than 150 people last week. Citizens are outraged that the chemicals that caused the explosion, nearly 3,000 tons of ammonium nitrate, had been sitting in Lebanon's port since 2013. Our Middle East correspondent, Chloe Cornish, was reporting on these protests when they turned violent. People were so angry. The, the people I talked to, some of them were carrying sticks with nooses attached to them. That was to symbolize the fact that in Lebanon, capital punishments are still punishable by death. And so they believe that their political class, the political elites who have ruled this country since the end of the civil war in 1990, are responsible collectively for the disaster that happened on Tuesday. So the mood was just I mean, I've never, I've never experienced that that kind of anger on on mass like that, um, and they had been met with with an overwhelmingly excessive use uh, of tear gas by the security services. So, Chloe, you said the protests grew violent as you were reporting on them. What, what was it like? Yes, actually, I was just interviewing a group of recent graduates uh, in the square when a volley of tear gas canisters fell basically on top of us. Oh my God! That hit you in the hand. Yeah. What? What happened? It hit him in the hand. Is that, is that, did that burn? Yeah. No way. This guy, Fouad, he's 22. He's just graduated from university. He'd been volunteering in some of the devastated areas in Beirut earlier in the day. He'd come straight from that to the process. So he was wearing gardening gloves and carrying a broom. And he looked down at his gardening glove and there was a big burn mark in it because one of the tear gas canisters had bounced off from the floor and like hit him in the hand. So it was very, very lucky that he was wearing that glove because otherwise he would have had a very badly burned hand. Wow, that must have been really intense. So that was the reaction in Lebanon during the weekend, protests Saturday and Sunday. How has the international community reacted? 
So France has led the sort of international reaction in terms of aid. This is partly because uh, France and Lebanon have this really, really long history together. And it co-hosted a donor conference that was held virtually on Sunday. So everyone was there kind of from Donald Trump to, you know, representatives of the UK. And collectively, they've pledged nearly $300 million, which is 252.7 million euros, to help Lebanon in terms of its emergency aid needs. That's going to have to go along with longer term funding. But the longer term funding is definitely going to be tied into reforms because the international community has been calling for reforms to the Lebanese government, the Lebanese state, for a long time. And the International Monetary Fund has doubled down, actually, on these conditions. And again, France has said that the international aid that has been offered includes help for an independent investigation into the cause of the blast, which has killed at least 150 people. Because at the moment, that is being undertaken by internal Lebanese forces. And there is concern about that because a lot of them are also implicated in the disaster itself. And there's a worry that they won't be able to judge themselves fairly. Chloe Cornish is our Middle East correspondent. Thanks, Chloe. Thanks, Mark. Cheers now. And Nike, the brand that brought you the slogan, Just Do It, and the curvy, ubiquitous checkmark known as the swoosh. When it comes to social issues, Nike has often appeared to be a progressive company. At least that's what comes across in its commercials. But our U.S. sports business correspondent, Sarah Germano, explains that recently, employees have complained about inconsistencies between the company's public image and its internal culture. The way to think about Nike that I find helpful is to think of it as a marketing company that happens to make shoes. They have this very long, decades-long history of developing really resonant advertising. You can think of, you know, Spike Lee and what about the shoes from the 1980s? Man, Michael Jordan. Yo, Mike, what makes you the best player in the universe? Is it the vicious stumps? No, Mars. Is it the haircut? No, Mars. Is it the shoes? No, Mars. And all of the Michael Jordan advertisements and coming to today, you know, they've really built on a strong legacy of really impactful advertising. And what we've seen in the last couple of years especially is that their messaging has a really progressive social bent. One advertisement that kind of exemplifies this was a campaign from 2017 called Equality. Opportunity should not discriminate. The ball should bounce the same for everyone. And it has, you know, LeBron James and Serena Williams and a lot of other prominent Nike athletes talking about racial equality, LGBTQ equality. It's something that has really come to the forefront in their messaging. And then, of course, in the autumn of 2018, they included Colin Kaepernick in advertisements to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Just Do It, their famous tagline. Even with its reputation as a socially progressive company, um, things have changed a little recently. What's going on? Right. So the the episode in question, which we reported on, was that there's this new advertisement from Nike. Megan Rapino, the women's football star, um, narrates it. Um, and the tagline is, you can't stop sport. And when things aren't fair, we'll come together for change. We have a responsibility to make this world a better place. Again, taking 
a lot of social justice themes and some of the concerns of the pandemic and making this really powerful video advertisement. And there was a group of Black employees at Nike who were already working on solutions to improve the experience for Black employees at the company. They became aware of the ad and they said, hold on a second, before we present another consumer-facing social justice message, why doesn't Nike say something publicly about what they're trying to do to improve the experience for Black employees? And that created a back-and-forth dialogue between these group of Black employees and some of the senior management in the marketing department. And what they wanted was, you know, basically a clear Nike statement saying, we have work to do in our own house. That didn't end up happening. They debuted the ad. But one of the things that I'm hearing from talking to employees is that they are, you know, hoping for more inclusion within Nike. They're hoping for more and better career development. And they kind of want that like full-throated acknowledgement from leadership that these are things that Nike is working on. Right. And, you know, this isn't the first time that Nike has been confronted by staff. A few years ago, female employees accused the company of fostering a boys club culture. And in this situation, Nike leadership has said, yeah, yeah, the company hears you, but we have been making efforts to increase representation of black, Latinx, and female employees across all levels. And Nike, like others, because of the pandemic, is struggling financially, too, The pandemic caused 90% of Nike-owned stores in the Americas, Europe, and Asia-Pacific to close last quarter because of the pandemic. And on top of everything, it's now faced with this reckoning with a consistent identity. How does the company navigate this? It's a great question. Nike is doing this the same time other companies are. They have a new CEO, John Donahoe, who was appointed to the role at the beginning of 2020. Now, with the advent of COVID and with the advent of this social justice revolution, he's saying, and people in within Nike's organization are trying to use the retail reorganization as an opportunity to make the staff base more equitable, you know, more diverse, and really try to incorporate more of what they call, you know, the culture, the sport culture into the way they do business. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.